Hey everyone, and welcome to the Real Deep Cuts podcast. It's September 5th, it's a happy Labor Day, and you're listening to episode 13. My name is Raymond. And my name is Jeremy. And my name is Richard. Today, we'll phone home the phony Homo T, otherwise known as the Turkish ET ripoff. Then we'll discuss the Spielberg OG and other things we watched throughout the week. Hope everyone out there listening is doing well. Hope you guys had an awesome week. Jer, Rich, anything interesting? Well, I just got to say, you, you said Homo T, like it's like a rapper name, like Homo, it's capital hard. Like, T. What is it? Homo, is it just like... <laughs> it's Homo T. It's Homo T? It's Homo T. Oh, Homo It's Turkish, so Homo T, right? right? Well, uh, yeah, it's like Homo yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, I mean, the Homo is Not young Homo T. No, but it's appropriate for the movie, as we'll discuss, well, right? I mean, like... They clearly made that alien gay. Yeah, it's like he's gay. He's like a homosexual intergalactic being. <laughs> well, I think homo I literally translates to gay in Turkey. Oh, does it? I, I didn't know so. that. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. Well, that makes sense. I was just knocking right. your, you know, the phonetic delivery. homo I did think it was odd. Homo- but... What is it? Homo-ti? Homo-ti. Homo-ti. He says it. Homo-ti. He said, hi, I'm homo like five uh, times in the movie. <laughs> bro, I, I literally, I love that. like, oh my God. Well, we'll get into it. You know, I don't want to ruin anything, but yeah. How was your week, fellas? The week was all right. You know, I went to a Franz Ferdinand concert. and Yeah, you were gone. Down. The fellowship was broken, and now we're reunited. <laughs> Officially. Well, that was a festival that yeah. I went to. Uh, that was a week ago, but I went to the Franz Ferdinand concert on Thursday. So that's like my week. Oh, then you went that's to the music right. festival. That's where you ditched us for. Yeah, yeah. Last week. That's <laughs> my defense. I can't believe you chose a music festival over a podcast. <laughs> absurd all right i mean i don't mind rich but i did miss you guys it does you did miss you did miss a good episode i think carmen and elijah were awesome i'm just saying i don't think it's a coincidence rich ditched the first horror film we ever did on the show you know this guy can handle it that's i am this guy knows me best i'm a wuss man (laughs) i'm actually really excited for uh october i want to get into the, the horror hounds, you know. This is going to uh, be some terror. Spirit, man. Terror. I want to get into uh, some good Halloween films. And who knows? Maybe I'll actually watch, oh, yeah. um, what's the one Ari Aster film that I'll, like I'm dread, hereditary. Uh, oh, oh, my yes. God. Yeah. That, I've only watched it once, man. Never again. Just because, like, you know, That's I'm That's probably going to be me, too. I'm, I'm like, Bro, you know, banking off, just watching it once and never again. And It's horrifying. Just I'm saying, not, like, I watched it. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, it's beautiful though. It's a really beautiful film, but it's just so, it is horrifying to say the least. I would say for sure. I'm it's not even sure years. I could watch. I'm being serious. I'm not even sure I could watch it by myself. I might need which one, Hereditary. Yeah, I might need to like you know snuggle up next to you, right? I, you might have bro, to actually honestly, hold my hand. If you want to watch it with me, I'll give it another watch, bro. <laughs> we should find a screening for it. That'd be cool. But... Oh, God, no way. I don't know if we could do that. Like, I'd rather just watch it at home or something, you know? Something small, nothing nothing too crazy, nothing too intense. Like, oh, God, no. We'll, we'll I remember see, watching we'll that in the, in the theater, and I was like, you know what? It's not that scary. But then, like, something happens, and then I'm just like, okay, I think I'm going to try right, it out. All right, guys. That'll do it. That's for exactly what's my attitude. I that's that's what I said. I literally calmly got off my seat, left the theater. I was like, "All right, guys, that'll do it for this. Like, I'm done. I'm not watching this shit anymore." You saw that in theaters too, Jer? Yeah, but I had a bunch of teenagers laughing at every scare 
So oh my God. didn't have quite the same experience, but I did really well, enjoy it still. And I've seen it multiple times since. And I really like that. Is that uh, Ari's first feature film? Like his actual first feature? Yeah, technically like... yeah, it's his oh, first okay. feature. Mm-hmm. He's a master, by the way. Robert Eggers sucks. Just kidding. Um, um, he's just not as good as Ari. I have no shame. Tell me about well, your guys. Well, well, you went to a music festival. Was it a good time? I mean, you oh, kind of yeah, brushed yeah, over man. that, man. Well, I didn't, I, just, I didn't like, do anything yeah. as interesting as that, so might as well. I don't know. That, that was yeah, last weekend. True. But, but uh, no, the music festival was great. Uh, um, I'm, I'm not too – so the headliners were LCD Sound System and The Strokes. And, were you stroking you know, into The Strokes? All right. So for The Strokes' second day, I had a much better time listen to LCD sound system. They're great, but I just don't know them that well. There's only like a handful of songs that I know. And thankfully they played them so I could, you know, enjoy it to that extent. But the mm-hmm. strokes, I will say as much as I do enjoy the strokes, fuck those fans. Those fans can burn in hell. Those <laughs> the rudest fucking people, man. Like they're just so obnoxious. They're, they're just super fans. I get it. But you know, I, I was up close and I was like, really, I, I was very upfront with the, uh, I was probably like a few bodies back, but man, you know, there, there's other people going on before. And I watched a band called idols before. Oh, that's Strokes a sick came band. On. Yeah. yeah. It was an awesome, awesome show. And, uh, you know, I was doing the moshes and everything and I kind of made my way a little bit to the front. The moshes kind of settled down a little bit, or maybe I did, but then another, uh, performer, Phoebe Bridgers. I don't really know Phoebe Bridgers. So, uh, I didn't really care, but I'm still going to try and enjoy the show. But man, those, those fans are fucking assholes. They were just constantly calling out the strokes, you know, those, the fans up front, at least, you know, while this, while Phoebe's playing and wait, they were calling them out. They were like saying like, they were just waiting for the strokes. They were saying like, bring the strokes on. They were just making like, like (laughs) explain, explain that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, were they trying to, you know, see, get their attention or. No, they were just, okay. you know, Phoebe Bridges is performing her set. Like the strokes haven't hit the stage yet, but it's the same, you know, they're lined up to play after her, but just a lot of those fans were just kind of calling out for the strokes, like already, like oh, they were just extremely, set, obno- yeah, bro. They were extremely obnoxious, man. And even during some of the strokes, did finally come all of North America, who are you? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Knock that shit off. But I don't know. That should have been you, fans, man. You should those have fans just man. turned me off entirely. I did wish I, I'm kind of glad I saw them up front, but that's the last time if I ever see the strokes again, I'm seeing them that close. I would have rather hung back and just chilled out as opposed to being up to nudgy, just poor concert etiquette strokes fans. Those, those fans fucking suck. I, I'm, standing by that but i don't know other than that it was it was a really good show but again damn those fans can rot in hell well they're i guess strokes fans in general are not approved by rc rdc podcast but no not at all not even a not all bit. of them just fuck all of them <laughs> <laughs> not even just the ones at the show just every last one of them i got really close up for lcd sound system i wasn't at nearly as close to uh, the front of the stage so it was for the strokes but uh it was it was such better like, concert etiquette just the people there were way more polite there was no pushing and shoving while the concert's going on just people were constantly trying to push to the front not in like a 
like a fanatic way, like this is a really good song. It was more, they were just trying to, you know, further their, their standing position. Yeah. So it was, it was really fucking annoying. It, it really did. It ruined the the concert for me a little bit. Um, but happen, yeah, man. I, I, I enjoyed LCD's concert some way more than that, than that show. So, uh, mm. yeah, but still overall great festival though. Uh, I checked out a lot of new bands that I never even heard. Of. I just kind of wandered in. I saw, you know, the crowd was popping off. So I just, I don't know. I just, you know, ran with it. Hell yeah. Well, it sounds like yeah. you lived it up for us. Glad you had yeah. a good time. Yeah, it was That's fun. Right. It was fun. Much overdue. Well, uh, nothing crazy happened during my week except for I got carjacked. And so did you, Rich. Joining the club, man, yeah. too. <laughs> this, we're yeah, twins, man, I got dude. fucking carjacked, too. That shit sucks. It's, it's also weird knowing somebody was just kind of like in your driver's seat, like, you know, I scratching know, their ass, reaching around for stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't want to think about that, dude, but you probably farted in your seat, brother. (laughs) We should have done. We should have honestly done like a like a car thief themed deep cut this week. But, you know, it just wasn't in the the plans. But, yeah, it was crazy because you told me that happened and, you know, there was no like break in entry. There was no like broken glass or anything, broken window. And that's the same thing with me. They just kind of slid in and. You know, thankfully, I didn't have that much of value. It was weird the things that they took and that they didn't take. Like, they took, um, well, they took everything in the glove compartment, which included the car manual and my napkins for emergency That's... situations. <laughs> but you know, they took the napkins. They took my sunglasses, which, okay, whatever. Uh, and then they, but they let, I had a bag of coins, a grocery bag of coins for the laundromat. Like they didn't work. take that. They didn't take actual money. I get it's just change, but like you're not going to take actual money from the car. Like you might as well. You took the napkins. Wait, hold you know? on. Was this, was this, this was in the middle of the day too? Kind of, I don't know. Time I, or? I, I, you know, work from home, so I don't use my car that often. So when I noticed oh. it, I don't know when it happened. It could happen the yeah. day before, maybe a couple days before. Um, but yeah, just, so. Yeah. The night before, most likely. Maybe, maybe. Because I, I, I just assume this kind of happened in between. I don't know. I, I assumed you drove somewhere during the day and didn't notice until the next time you went to your car. But it was, uh, it was crazy. Because I mean, I wasn't too. Obviously, it's freaky. You know, I, I noticed because my sun visor, passenger seat sun visor, flat down, and the little sunglass compartment was flat down, and that's why I saw they were missing. I was like, well, that's weird. And I'm like, these guys couldn't have been like that legit because why would they leave it, you know, so obviously like that, but then leave certain other things. My car wasn't completely swept out, you know? Yeah. And except for my registration was taken and I started looking into that and it's like sometimes car thieves take registration to like do some identity theft and get your VIN number Mm -hmm. and then fucking uh, you register your car under their name, a stolen vehicle legally. So they come back for a break in. I just got it all in my head. Like, dude, this guy's like a mastermind. Like he's going to take my whole <laughs> car. He's going to take my whole life. And then I was like, no, nah, he's probably just a dumbass because why did he leave all this other shit? You know, he's not that smart. I think I'm a smarter criminal than he is at this he's point. probably staking you out right now. brother. <laughs> he could be. Yeah. And I could be he's you watching know, you record right now from the window. Dude. He could be. <laughs> so but if you're sweet. if he's out there and he's listening, I'm waiting for you. All right, dude. He's one of our listeners. I have, 
I have a special set of skills. All right. <laughs> One of our listeners. That's, <laughs> that's actually evil. <laughs> we're going to come and get you, bro. If you're listening oh, yeah. right now, we're coming for you. You're no artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. They just took that. It's, yeah, it's, it's odd the, the stuff they decide to take. Yeah, they they took all my, you know, MMA gear. They took They took my denim jacket. And that really kind of bothered me because I figured they were just kind of trying out all my clothes in my car you know taking their sweet time <laughs> robbing me that's that's what really pissed me off i was like these guys had so much time to see if my shoes fit see if my jacket fit they, do you think they did, they did that in your car or do you think they did that they, like, st- when they, they stepped got home? out no they stepped out of the car they were like you know probably just gave it a good like nice try on shrugged it out walked around with it a little bit you know <laughs> had time to go to walk up to a reflection or something and see how they looked i don't know (laughs) (laughs) well that sucks uh, yeah they took my guitar case too and oh dude why do you leave so much shit in your car (laughs) it's mostly my trunk you know i always figured as long as you can't see it nobody's gonna look into your car and take it man and so uh yeah they uh yeah they they brought me blind man um yeah well sorry to hear that um but i can relate so yeah you know, they didn't take my sunglasses though so i was pretty stoked about that oh dude no you got screwed over way more than i did my mine wasn't <laughs> as bad like i can't even pretend to be in the same league as like I, I didn't even check until you told me that your sunglasses got taken earlier i was like oh shit no way did that they even... take yours no they didn't i checked my sunglass <laughs> compartment and it was still down i was like hallelujah <laughs> the guy didn't yeah, so... the guy left so much shit he left my laundry detergent that i had in there I was like, well, you don't need a turn. You don't got to wash clothes, dude. <laughs> Might as well take that. Boy or what? <laughs> take my napkins. <laughs> he didn't take probably my had like a hamburger in the compartment or the center you. console, I mean. <laughs> yeah. He's probably eating so, something. I don't know. Use <laughs> your napkins while he was taking shit from me. <laughs> wiping his mouth. Maybe he was wiping his fingerprints off of everything with the napkins. See, I'm making him smarter than he probably was, but that's what I would have done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, that was my that was the most crazy thing that happened. Yeah. About 15 minutes into this, and we haven't talked about a single movie. <laughs> Nope, Life's a movie, my man. It is. Right, this is honestly, our weeks are more eventful than our deep cut probably, but we'll, t- we'll talk about that. Do you want to? Wanna... We didn't talk about your week though, right? Everything. Oh yeah. Any, anything crazy happened on your end, dude? No, you get not really. I mean, it was just like the baptism, of course, and then, which we talked about last week, of course, mm-hmm. but then no, nothing really. Just, you know, hung out, got some coffee, did some hikes. Watch the movies. Chilled, man. Um, right nothing Wonderful. too exciting. Yeah. Pretty smooth week for me. No robberies. Well, missing I love out. that for you. Missing out. Thank you, brother. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. Homoti. <laughs> Homoti. <laughs> uh, debuted in 1987. Directed by, I'm going to butcher this, uh, Mujdat Gessen. You don't know what I'm talking about at all definitely don't. <laughs> i definitely don't quick synopsis Mujdat Gezen. uh quick synopsis the second turkish et ripoff okay i didn't know that this yeah. time centering around a tabloid photographer tasked with taking photos of ufos by throwing pot lids in the air but lo and behold a real life spaceship crash lands just as he's taking the photos out comes homoti 
the crash landed alien and he takes the alien home to his apartment complex <laughs> where his mother, their gay neighbor, and various other friends and acquaintances interact with Homo T. Will Homo T ever make it home? Or will the tabloids or even just the residents of the apartment complex keep the alien grounded? Um, there are 453 views on Letterboxd and the cast is literally a bunch of Turkish people that we don't know. So initial thoughts, fellas, who wants to start? Okay, well, yeah, first off, I, I did see, I read the synopsis when we were discussing about what film we were going to watch. I was, you know, interested in finding out what the first Turkish E.T. ripoff was. Yeah. Because not this is the second. But also, mm-hmm. as you were reading that, I didn't know that that the lady that was living with Ali, the main character, was his mom. I did no not clue. know that either. I thought it was his sister. And when you read the synopsis, I was like, well. Yep. I only knew it because of the synopsis. But I the original Turkish E.T. is called Badi, B-A-D-I. And that's like an actual, like, I would say probably more honest, earnest effort to remake E.T. in Turkey. Yeah. And this one is not a sequel by any means. It's more of like a spoof on Badi or E.T. It's more parody, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and obviously, like, they make E.T. gay. Um, I don't think that the humor, though, is like that mean spirited about it which is a relief because i was one of the things i was concerned about was like is this just going to be a bunch of you know homophobic jokes and it really wasn't like they just have characters that are gay and you know there's a couple stereotypes but uh nothing too like it seemed pretty light yeah pretty yeah it's very it's very light light and it's not too off-putting original et by the way spoiler alert is in this movie he is he in, in a very weird way that you guys like if you ever view it it's just uh, i don't even know so i guess it could be et technically exists in the homoti universe yeah, it's canon yeah, now yeah. um in the spielverse um no, i enjoyed yeah. this i i kind of I, I had a good time with this it was a little rough to watch especially i don't know how you guys watched it. i watched it on youtube same, um, same. The, the captions just didn't always you know translate correctly quick, i guess they were quick um but also yeah, there was just some typos not like that there was just some typos it was youtube like captioning so yeah. it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't the actual videos subtitles so um, wait ray it, you said that the captions disappeared after a certain point and i was like oh god that sounds rough <laughs> it was weird i don't know did that happen for you guys that didn't happen for me no it happened for me and then like i had to rewatch certain parts which i think kind of pissed me off about this view but honestly i mean i don't think my my review or like my um my rating for this would have changed either way um i stand by it regardless but yeah it, it stopped around like 14 minutes it was like pretty bad i was like what the heck and then i started like pushing forward to see like oh does it ever come back so i had to i guess use the uh closed caption on youtube um as you guys yeah i think that's what so, i used yeah yeah uh I, I did love the budget to this film the, there was just the so, lack of it, it was so yeah <laughs> thin uh mm-hmm. that it just kind of played into like, the b moviness of it all so um this joint is like it, a d movie man i don't know yeah it could be <laughs> classified as that the intro uh, kind of reminded me of like the borat like introduction yeah. where this uh-huh. kind of similar music and look to the movie, just very like low budget documentary and like digital cinematography. Um, that's kind of the vibe I got at the start. I agree. Um, are we going to talk about the makeup and the cost? <laughs> I mean, everything about this entire movie is like self-aware for what it is. Cause Hamodi's yeah. got a fat ass. bro. <laughs> Dude, Hamodi does have a doink, bro. 
<laughs> Doinkers. <laughs> Doink alert, bro. <laughs> I, I, I just love like, Homoti's huge ass. I also, don't know why they had to do that. It's like the opposite of like E.T. E.T. has like a beer belly. So like the opposite of that is like a fat and ass. moobs. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. He's got like old man moobs. E.T. does. But this one a little more fit so with a huge too. ass. Yeah, the face is questionable, though. The face it's is questionable. Bro. The, the full face, you know, camera shots where it's just completely zoomed in. And you can see it's Terrible. like a, like a hand puppet moving yeah. the yeah. lips. And the eyes are just kind of like squinted. And th- they look like dead eyes from what you can see. But... It looks like he's always high. Yeah, <laughs> he's basically. Just always like stoned. Like, what the heck, man? <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but I but love the, the close-ups of him too. Just when he's talking, like it's I'm grotesque. <laughs> it's grotesque to look His at. voice too. Oh my I'm god! Cracking up. This guy. The like dreamlike voice filter, you know, the kind of like from up above. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh know, yeah. The spiritual, I guess, voice. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. I couldn't tell if he was speaking. It almost seemed telepathic at first. Um, I guess he the knows way that Turkish just, or Turkey, I don't know. Well, just the way that his voice sounded, it sounded like you know you were communicating just through thought. Yeah. Way. Uh, but I, I thought it was like it wasn't too long, um, but I thought it was a an easy watch for sure. Um, it definitely wasn't one of those painfully terrible uh, right, B yeah. movie ripoffs. It was easy uh, in the sense that I checked out a lot selectively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I like there were scenes just anything without emoji anything with people talking like the mom going to the different shops and just the you know expositional stuff between the characters i was like yep checking out checking out and when i see emoji on screen checking back in get a laugh (laughs) no humans are talking again i'm out yeah (laughs) that was like my experience so in that sense it was easy but Mm -hmm. and i didn't hate the experience but i do feel like i was really just like not locked into this film for a lot of it, maybe for my own good. (laughs) I was surprised to see how much, you know, was actually, you know, taken from ET too, because I know I've seen ET like a long time ago, but not enough where I really remember. So I consider this like my first actual time watching it. You consider this Um, the definitive ET. Yeah. Yeah. The definitive ET watch for me. Wait, you watched uh, ET too? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Homoti's the definitive ET. Well, no, just kind of, there's the scenes, you know, that are very paralleled with ET, you know, like when yeah. yeah. ET's getting drunk or just ET, you know, kind of Oh yeah. Uh explaining that it's kinda of, it, this one kinda of went a little bit further with it, but you know, E. T. is does kinda of like, you know, he's looking or what is it when the uh the little boy character just say like I love you and ET's like, ah, oh, like happy, but this Homoti was like desperate for you know a, for a loving love. connection oh well yeah the, when he puts the lipstick all over his face and like yeah yeah it's ready yeah that was actually kind of that was pretty yeah. that was very wa- the there was, was times where i thought the movie wholesome. was gonna end there was times <laughs> where i thought this movie's yeah. over and it just kind of kept going a little bit here and there yeah. like when he did go to the makeup and he was like peeking i in. think you were just subconsciously praying it was gonna end sooner but <laughs> i didn't think it was yeah. that bad and not while watching it but i did think like all right it's wrapping up you know, this is it. And I was slightly checked out, like, at some points. So I was like, you know, how much more can they do? Um, but no, they kept going. Did you guys notice the watermark for the TV channel that it was yeah. recorded off of kept popping uh-huh. up? F-O-R-S? Force? Yeah. yeah force. What do you guys think that's short for? Um, I don't know. F-O-R-S in Foreign all types? No, not object. what it stands for, what it's short for. <laughs> I don't 
Oh, foreskin? Foreskin? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said it, what not you, me. What do you think hey, is yeah, short for? I don't, I don't know. Hey, you I, said I, it, I was, not me. I was thinking hard too, man. So. <laughs> You're thinking hard of what not to say is the obvious answer. If anything, Hamotzi you look like foreskin, though? bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, that dude is ugly as hell. Like, uh, he's cute. Hamotzi is like, ugh. Just like I love the uh, like handheld pans for like those attempted dramatic effect, like in the cinematography. Just like it's like obviously a camcorder, and like the cameraman's like sh- you know just bringing it up to the sky really quick for a transition, and it just looks so sh- shitty. I don't know, like all these little efforts to make this a movie and <laughs> not just like a really long home video. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. Um. I love the seventh sense, like when he transmits all those ideas in the form of like a shitty 90s computer graphic. Oh, when he first shows his powers. Yeah. And they <laughs> just use every graphic that they have, you know, with whatever, <laughs> whatever it program like they a, had. Um, <laughs> it looked like the like idle screens on a like slot machine at Vegas with the dancing playing cards. I was like, dude, did they really just rip this from a casino <laughs> slot machine? Like. I don't know. It was it was the most experimental the film ever got. It doesn't. It was hard to even understand that this this is a power that he's doing all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really realize until after when he's explaining like that was my seventh sense or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was kind of tripping me out. Like it just cuts to that so abruptly. You're like, whoa, it's got yeah. kind of trippy. Um, but I liked that. I think this movie just really needed like a DJ Emmy from. Who killed Captain Alex? Yeah, that's, that's uh, what this movie needed to talk definitely. somebody to like talk over all the shit that doesn't really matter and kind of narrate and be a little self-aware about it. Um, it feels very homemade and in that same. Essence. Yeah, because there's a lot of fucking bullshit to like yeah. sit through, uh, but it does have that for sure. Like that funny, like let's throw this on and laugh at how bad it is, and it mm-hmm. also kind of being a comedy that's self-aware. Um, but yeah, this is like a part of what is called Turk exploitation that started in like around the 70s and 80s of just, you know, whatever the people of Turkey had um, the resources for to make blockbusters. They would, you know, just do their own versions of our movies. It's like their own little Bollywood or something. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool, though. I don't know. I, I, I would like to see... Uh the first turkish et i kind of knew that i wish we knew about that one going into our uh, week of watching films or selecting our deep cut i feel like this, this is one... maybe deeper because this one is the spoof of that one which is that's true the official yeah, one true. but um, yeah i mean well that one's also like i think like i said like an actual attempt to make a family movie whereas this is like Let's make E.T. gay. He has a purse with UFO lights on it, and he has a huge ass, and he they just sit around in a living room for 80% of the movie. <laughs> it's not it did happen. <laughs> they did love that uh, that set, <laughs> the living room set. Um, I, I do see what you're talking about, though, when you're, you mentioned uh, that it's very wholesome, uh, or just Hamodi himself, because he does have this kind of well for somebody who claims to just kind of know everything he does have this you know kind of um this curiosity to understand like love uh Mm -hmm. companionship what the difference between being loving someone being in love with somebody is uh 
he was very childlike in that sense. But um, but other than that, this Modi had like every power that you can think of. This <laughs> he, he was a little OP. teleported. Yeah, he read minds. He levitated people. Uh, he could do everything pretty much, and he claimed to know everything. Uh, he doesn't age, or he, I don't. I think that's what he said, right? He doesn't age, and he can't die, or something. Yeah. Um, he's got all like, the best. Shit. He's basically immortal and a god, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, he was a fun time. I do like the what little effects. I mean, they obviously the effects they used were super minimal, and when they were used, they were bad. But there was this like the stuff where you where Ray already brought up. You see ET in this movie. They actually like for his sort of like. I guess little FaceTime <laughs> instead of a screen yeah. <laughs> and instead of adding some overlay effect, they just used a mirror and like Hamoti looking into the mirror and it, that's supposed to be a, a alien gadget screen or some tablet. And they would just angle a toy, another mm. ET that he's talking to. So I got a little creative there with their limitations, but yeah, no, that was, that was certainly like it took this movie to a new level of low budget. It's <laughs> like, whoa. Um, and they, they, they referenced Jaws in this one, too, uh, a bit the same way that, uh, you know, E.T. references Star Wars. Mm, um, yeah. Uh, you know, when Hamoti's uh, watching Jaws on the television, he's getting scared and they're like, it's just a movie. It's just Jaws. And I don't know. There's, there's just clear, clear like rips uh, from the original that are. You know, as bad as they are, they're still funny. Yeah. yeah. They're still enjoyable. Yeah, no, it's a, it definitely feels like a wholesome movie. I feel like, you know, when you talk about making AT gay, and is it going to be like a hateful kind of thing? And it's a total opposite. It's just goofy and dumb. And the sound is horrible. That hiss that's playing throughout the whole movie. The white movie. noise, yeah. <laughs> the whole um, time. This soundtrack is, is like just, they have an NEO score, like an NEO track that they use multiple times throughout this film. When I heard it, I was like, why the fuck is Ennio Morricone's movie (laughs) music in this movie? Like (laughs) this is wrong, but they used it several times and they even had like a vocal score, like somebody just going like, like not actually saying anything (laughs) in between transitions. Um, But yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. I like the Pac-Man sound effects when he would use his powers. And I feel like this movie makes it probably a better double feature with Nope than E.T., given the like themes about, you know, the tabloids trying to exploit E.T. and or Homoti and, you know, him kind of being a victim of that because he's an alien. You know, that's that's pretty deep, man. This movie makes you think <laughs> this movie really makes you think. I just that was probably my let's they tell you early on. That was probably my biggest you know, issues. They don't want him to publish an interview with an alien because his <laughs> original alien race will read the newspaper on Earth and find out about it. I, I'm sorry, but just fucking lazy on all accounts. And yeah. I was okay with every other lazy effort that they made as far as like makeup, uh, dialogue. I think it's you know, great. I think delivery it fits within the Homoti world. I guess, but for some reason, I was just still rolling my eyes at that part. I was like, fuck, man. Like, this is what we're really. Using, this is our foundation for why we can't like you know expose emoti to the world i don't know yeah i'm getting carried away but uh still all the same oh yeah man this guy could do everything this guy could teleport other people i'm remembering now this guy could he teleports you know the 
there's the the crooks, the people that like hold Ali hostage. Oh and yeah, Hamoti gets shot. <laughs> Let's bring that up. No, yeah. he doesn't get shot. Remember, he like deflects shot, yeah. the bullet with his oh, mind. I, I thought it just didn't hurt. Yeah, I just thought it was. No, know, he said he just he was ate like, it. Hamoti, you just got shot, and he's like, no, I didn't. He shot himself. And then oh the yeah, that's like right. Bleeding. That's right. Dang, he teleported the bullet. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. Hamoti is a <laughs> force to be reckoned with. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was remembering. He teleported yeah. them to the sea, and I was like, this guy could do anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah. and a, a Hamoti versus ET, you know, battle. I'm going with Hamoti. ET doesn't have much compared to my guy. That's um, true. This is true. Hamoti is definitely more powerful. So, ask yourself who's the better alien. You know, maybe a better movie. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you, Ray? You sound like you've been waiting to talk about this. Totally. Did you hate it? Yeah. No, I mean, everything was just, uh, you guys hit everything. I mean, I'm, I kind of checked out after I saw that the subtitle, I had to rewatch the subtitles or the scenes with the subtitles. I was like, all right, I'm done. But then I started watching again and, you know, it was funny, I guess. But honestly, <laughs> I just, yeah, I checked out for most of this film. I think there was like certain moments that were kind of funny and stuff. I mean, it's, it's like it's not as harsh as I thought it would be. Like you guys said, um, realistically, I just did not enjoy this. film. <laughs> <laughs> this one surprised me because, you know, <sighs> I was, I, I don't like going into films already checked out. So I was, you know, starting this up and I was like, fucking, uh, this piece of shit. You could just tell it just looks like a piece of shit. And, you know, but it's always pleasant when a movie surprises me and I'm like, okay, like I'm actually starting to find something in this movie that I like. Uh, even if it's very, very there are certain minor, things. but I would say like, I could see this being, um, like shown during like adult film. I mean, adult film, adult swim, uh, like late night, just like a random yeah. ass Turkish movie. Wow. You gave me like, Tim and Eric, pretty accurate. Tim and Eric vibes <laughs> yeah. for it's sure. It's just like home, home tea from Turkey. It's just like, what the hell? And you just like watch and you just lose your mind at like 2 a.m. That's just basically what it feels like. But I kind of did lose my mind. I think like, you know, the deterioration was inevitable at this film. But um, yeah, I just did not enjoy it. And I felt like it was just I mean, it's not like horrible. I feel like Atlantic Rim was like terrifying. And then this one was just like, you know, it was funny. And I think there were like moments that I actually chuckled and. You know, it's, uh, I mean, it's homoty, I guess. <laughs> as much as this <laughs> There's not movie, much to say. As, as, as much as this movie kind of, you know, falls short on a lot of things, there is, you could feel the love. You could feel, you know, the, the homemade love. It's very lighthearted, uh, too, which I appreciated. Whereas, know? opposed so like, to Pacific Rim, I'm still convinced that shit was a money laundering scheme. There's no way yeah. it's not. <laughs> um, it's just so empty. And, you know, there's just, it's such a huge void of a film. Uh, so yeah, that's, yeah, obviously I prefer this to that. Yeah, definitely a lot of love for Hamoti. I imagine he's iconic in Turkey, more iconic than E.T. himself. Honestly, perhaps. If anything, E.T.'s the ripoff over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, dang, right. I'm, I'm curious to hear your final score when we get there. Uh, well, yeah. I don't have too much else to say about I this I don't have film. anything to say. What? Yeah, I mean, you guys, like, hit everything. Because, like, it was just... I mean, what else is there to say? What do you, Well, what is your final thoughts? We'll just give our final thoughts and then our rating. 
So you're, Rich, you go first because Rich My is final about to give this a five. So you know, I'm still just remembering. A five. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Uh, my final thoughts, I overall enjoyed this. I will recommend it. I actually did get a laugh yesterday because I, I went to hang out with some friends and uh, I did mention I'm going to be late because I'm going to be watching a movie and they, they asked me what movie I watched and I, was, I told them I watched the Turkish version of E.T. and they all just kind of looked at me. <laughs> but it was, uh, I, I told them, I was like, yeah, check it out. It's on YouTube. It's it's actually pretty funny. It's, it's quick. Uh, yeah, I, I recommend this film. I liked it a lot. For not not my favorite deep cut, but uh, yeah. I liked it enough. Mm-hmm. Just uh, score. Are we going? Are we doing score? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think I gave this a three out of ten. You know. So yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, like that's pretty accurate, I guess. Sure. You really tried to soften the blow there. <laughs> yeah. Out of totally. <laughs> I gave this three star. Well, I can't, I can't confuse people. Yeah, I didn't want to say three out of five. That's a solid six, huh? <laughs> Not at all. Um, but you know, maybe it deserves the four because I think I think four out of ten. Like, Can you go yeah. back to just letterbox numbers, please? <laughs> Sorry, stop making five, me do but... math. <laughs> you know, I'm changing it. It's it's going two out of or sorry four out of ten. Okay, <laughs> two out of five. Fuck you. Two out of five. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Come on, give me a break. It's not it's not that bad. It's not dreadful, you know. Um, it's not like yeah. It's not. Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think about oh. it too long after. I, I feel like this movie is very easy, straightforward to remember. There's nothing extremely forgetful, you know. So yeah. I was pretty like I felt very certain of my three. Uh, out of 10 but you know i'm feeling mm-hmm. before so well now i am so you guys yeah you know my favorite thing about the movie is like it feels like a like a movie it feels <laughs> like a real like you know go to the theater film movie <laughs> well, yeah where's that from <laughs> where'd you find that <laughs> you guys don't know where that's from no <laughs> It's, uh, it's is Harry. that Chris Nolan or what? No, it's uh, Harry Styles, who is in a Chris Nolan film, but Harry Styles talking about his upcoming movie. Uh, don't no worry. Way. Can you play that is one he? more time? Yeah, I swear to God. <laughs> oh my God! That's him in the panel and the video showing Chris Pine like stare blankly, like as Harry Styles is saying, "This is amazing." You know, my favorite thing about the movie is like it feels like a like a movie. It feels like a real like you know go to the theater film movie. Is this a recent panel too? Uh, did this just happen? I, ju- <laughs> I just saw be, yeah. a snippet from that posted, but mm-hmm. I didn't actually know what it was for. I just saw when Harry Styles went to sit down next to Chris Pine. But yeah, um, well, that's my. Are you thoughts, guys gonna really. watch that film? Are you um, guys planning on watch that film right now? I don't. What, what's the no. film? What's the panel oh, for? Don't, uh, don't worry, darling. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I kind of well, want to watch it because of Florence Pugh, but I don't know. Well, if that's your reasoning, just find it odd that she has not been advertising this movie at all. She's like almost been selectively promoting yeah. everything else that she's right. involved in, except for this movie. So I feel like I think r- true Pugh fans are going to probably be wary of this one. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It happens. It's the business, but it's sad. 
Yeah, my thoughts on Hamoti are exactly that. I just like that it's like a movie, you know? And I give it one and a half out of five. That's, yeah, I don't really have much to say. It's one and a half out of five. It's just like, it's funny. And um, yeah, I mean, I felt like I was watching an adult swim movie. And I really don't have anything else to say. All right, we'll save your fucking life. You sound tortured. We're going to talk about E.T. right now, okay? We're going to move on to E.T. Before you guys finalize those scores. What do you mean? You literally gave it the same score as me. I was like, what? Yeah, it's but like you should thing. be giving it a half how you, you're talking about it. No, not necessarily. I mean, I feel like I was actually offended watching Atlantic Rim. That was a half star. Like, this one actually made me laugh. NYU film school graduate. <laughs> Suck so up. like, I don't know. It's fine with me. I mean, you guys hit all the points. There's, like, nothing else to say. Yeah. You know, there's a very important review here that I think will bump up both your scores, and this is what made me change mine. What but is it? You have to remember that Hamoti cried twice in this film. Okay. E.T. E.T. didn't cry once. So hmm. think about that. It's That's a very, true. very important point. And those that. tears that they added, like coming out of Hamoti's eye hole things were mm-hmm. pretty emotionally, like just provocative, it's, you know? It's gripping. Yeah. I was like, so, wow. Just saying. Maybe, you know, you can underscore what it is now, but by the end of the podcast, I'm sure you'll change your mind. All right. Ray's about to kill himself. We don't talk about <laughs> Steven <too>. Spielberg's original. <laughs> so let's move on. There's nothing else to say. I mean, Hamoti, congrats. I don't know. All right. Um, well, Ray, just know that you're not alone. I'm always here for you. And so is Steven Spielberg's 1980. That's right. One. Snorefest. 82, 82. Let's get two. on with it. 82. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classic. And. Well, you guys both hadn't seen this since you were kids. I guess I can say the same. I saw it a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. But what were your guys' thoughts, Ray? Uh, my thought right now, I know Ray's thoughts. Ray loves the fact that this has just got, you know, Star Wars written all over it. E.T. was in Star Wars at one point. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a Yoda cameo. It's just, this is just tailor-made it's a lovely for our boy film. Ray. So, I already know Rich, this guy's though. thoughts. What's your... Uh... What's your thoughts on this film? Actually, I want I want to uh, I want to hear this. Nah, I like this film. Seems classic and for a good reason. Uh, yeah, especially seeing mm-hmm. it, you know, definitely this time. Uh, I, I could see why the score is very, very, uh, very charming too. The whole score, actually. Um, but uh, I, the, the effects, honestly, I remember them being a little bit better, just from my memory. I, I can see how those didn't age too well, but I still yeah. like the the ET animatronic. I thought it's pretty. Uh, it, it's good for you know what it was at the time, mm-hmm. um, and I can't remember the little boy's name, but I love that Elliot. Guy too. <laughs> I really wanted to say Will. I thought it was Will. Yeah, Elliot. <laughs> Elliot. Um, but yeah, like I didn't know about. I didn't remember that scene of ET getting drunk and that he's connected to Elliot and he, uh, mm. Elliot's getting drunk in class. And uh, I thought that was all pretty cool. And, you know, it's, there's, there's a I'd bit love of like, to have a surrogate get ET. drunk for me. That'd be fucking yeah. rad. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't know ET was that, you know, down. Like, not to... <laughs> I didn't know he was that complex. I didn't know he had like that power. It was almost like they were, they were just connected. I don't remember that bond. I just thought the kid was upset. You know, that they were, you know, 
the scientist people were fucking around with his alien and just thought he was throwing a fit. So <laughs> that's how I remember the film. I didn't know that they were bonded, you know. Uh, so yeah, I, I liked it a lot, though. I thought it was really fun. It, it seems uh, it reminds me of another film. I can't say, but it's a very boyish film, you know, in the sense where these are it's. You know, there's friends that ride their bikes around and Goonies. they know the neighborhood really well. I haven't seen yeah. Goonies either, so maybe. But um, but uh, uh but yeah, it's it seems rascals. almost like coming of age because you know you have a very young young brother mm-hmm. and yeah. he's kind of you know neglected by his older brother and his friends in the beginning. They're kind of teasing him and messing fucking around with him and shit. And uh, I don't know. It, it, it felt like a very you know coming of age boys film uh, to me at least. And for with, it, with an aliens alien in too, it. yeah, um, yeah. You guys, right on, Jerry. You want to go? You know, my favorite thing about the movie is like it feels like a like a movie. Like a movie. It's the same review as Homo T. <laughs> but I mean, it, it it's true. Like this movie feels like a movie. You know, it's just what more can you say about it? <laughs> Like it's got a beginning, middle, and end. You got a main character. You got ET. Um, I don't know. I think Spielberg is the master of family blockbusters, and this might be the best family blockbuster. Like mm. family, op- you know, the key word here because this movie is like for everybody. You can be six years old and love it, unless you were one of those kids that was like scared of ET for some reason, which like. I, I that's a common thing and when people tell me that I judge them I think they're weak and I think you know ET's cute and he, there's nothing to be afraid of um, ET is pretty ugly I mean he's cute, cute. in an ugly he's way there's, yeah. there's ugly dogs he's got a cute they're... personality I, mu- I see that's yeah. so shallow like of course he's ugly he looks like oh. a nutsack but I'm still <laughs> gonna... <laughs> I was gonna say you think he actually looks cute no he oh. looks and probably feels like a scrotum but he's still you know, your best friend for two hours, you grow close to him. And, you know, the final act of that movie still gets me choked up. Like I still, it still hits me in my childhood where I'm like, fuck dude. And I'm like, how am I feeling this much emotion over this? Like, you know, flappy skinned like, old man. Um, just a naked alien. I mean, I've like seen yeah, watching this after Hamodi is it's, it's refreshing. Um, just for the alien, you know, costume itself. Um, was it animatronic? Was it, was it an ET animatronic, right? There had to have been some the, animatronics that, involved, but yeah. there were different ET puppets for different functions. Okay. So, but yeah, I mean, and I guess uh, Spielberg actually had the kids, like they shot the movie in script order so mm-hmm. that the kids could like grow with ET. They got introduced to ET oh, and they cool. did it all the way. That way when, you know, in the final act, when things start to go, you know, south for him, and they they really make the kids believe that ET's a goner, and yeah, they really get him with that, and that's all. Those tears are real tears, so you know that's just one of the reasons why Spielberg's the master of the family blockbuster is because the dude can mm-hmm. direct kids like he just knows how to get a great performance out of them, and uh, yeah, ET is a great. Example of that. I fucking love that movie. I know what you're talking about, Rich. I, I think the like bicycle scene at the end, that big climax is like perfect, but it has, it has showed its age a bit. But mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, like that scene, is just like, you just want to jump up out of your chair and just be like, fuck yeah, dude. 
fuck police, like just fly over <laughs> them and go free ET. And um, I always got worried when the dog runs up the ramp that the dog's accidentally going to go up to space with them. I was like, oh, dude, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, this movie rocks. It's such a fun time. And um, yeah, I think it's a damn near perfect kid or family blockbuster. And I'm an NYU film school graduate, sucker. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Ray? Oh, yeah, it was great. I think like, you know, I think it's definitely it's aged well. But of course, like there are like the effects, especially that bike scene, that last one, because I think the first one was really it looked good, you know, when it was only him and Elliot going in like towards the moon or Mm -hmm. across the moon. But yeah, that that last scene was kind of like oh definitely age but et still looks great i think it was charming of course and it's definitely you know um it holds the right for like the top you know when you think about like 80s films especially families films you know you have like the goonies there et um karate kids probably in there uh back to the future those types of things and i think like it really does hold true like this is such a charming and amazing film and uh it has a great message obviously uh, super 80s and I, I've been just like on this kind of like 80s vibe lately um, as you know I've been like watching like uh, Fast Times Karate Kid be been revisiting like uh, Back to the Future and all that stuff but this one is just it has it all for like the 80s and just the family environment mm-hmm. and he's e. super cute I think he's super charming he's he's funny and I think the the bond obviously between Elliot and him it's very touching that last scene it's just like damn it's so heartbreaking it's like man you know, he, he's finally going back to where he, he belongs. But um, the message is great. And, and, you know, the performance is great, especially Elliot. Like, Elliot is, uh, I don't know who the actor is, like his name, but he's just amazing, man. I think he, he did a great job. And it was shot beautifully, I think, too. Um, very Spielberg-y, of course. But um, it was Henry a really, Thomas. really... Henry Thomas. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a two-hour movie or a near two-hour movie. But I enjoyed, like, pretty much every second of it. And I think I really did enjoy when E.T. did get drunk and then they showed that kind of connection. It was just so curious. And there was like it was so odd, like him, like just like releasing all the frogs. And then he's like redoing the scene from the television, kissing that girl. (laughs) And some like big fat dude gets under him so he can like, (laughs) like step up and kiss the girl because she's taller than him. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like this movie's so weird. But like, I don't remember that perfect. It's a perfect thought... mix of oddities, you know? So mm-hmm. it's just, it's great. It's funny. It's just charming. Yeah. It was a grand time. Yeah. Uh, that the Henry Thomas, cause there's actually a clip of his, uh, his audition for that ET. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. It's really impressive. Yeah. That's a mm-hmm. great child actor. The guy that's kind of doing, uh, is basically the scene partner. He's reading the dialogue back to him. Mm-hmm. The scene is the scene that they're reading is basically like, Hey, we're taking away your alien. Uh, say your goodbye and you know we're not gonna tell you why and the kid's basically you can't do that that's my alien it's like tearing up and he's crying you know the scene like starts to wrap up and he's like all right kid you got the part like you can stop crying yeah like, you got the it's, part it's, kid it's, it's, yeah fucking relax you try hard but no it's it's really impressive you know the emotion that kid could just conjure up uh, yeah for a part really good you know? so uh yeah he definitely stole stole uh stole the movie yeah mm-hmm. uh so it felt like an honest and genuine connection between E.T. and Elliot, you know? And I think, like, everyone else, like, the surrounding characters, Michael, um, Drew Barrymore's character, I forget her name, like, the younger sister. Gertie. 
I don't know Gertie, how I remember her Gertie, name, but yeah. I forgot yeah. Elliot's name instantly. <laughs> but like, you really do see, I guess, like Elliot's perform or Henry Thomas's performance is just it does it justice, and 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 like I guess like the portrayal of of the connection between those two guys, Et and him, it was it was really good, man. I was I was pretty blown away, and I can see why this is such a like a huge classic, and it's still like relevant today. A lot of people still love it. Still like so much merch. I actually just went to Universal. They still have ET merch. It's just crazy. You no know, way. It's been like over, uh, yeah, it's over no, like I no thirty idea. years now, twenty years. Yeah, thirty years. Forty years, I think. Forty, I think 40 right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty twenty-two. Yeah. Right, Nineteen eighty-two. Um, Damn. Yeah, forty years. <laughs> Literally. Did I so. tell the story about when I saw ET and went to Toys R Us and then? No. They... What was it? Please share. Yeah. When uh, E.T., I guess it must have been its 20th anniversary um, because or maybe sooner than that. I don't know. E.T. came out in 1982, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK, I think it was the 20th anniversary. 2002. That sounds about right. And uh, no, I had seen E.T. for the first time. I was obsessed and I watched the VHS tape over and over and over. And then I was like, I need an E.T. toy. Like, so when I went to Toys R Us, I was like locked in like, Mom, we're going and we're getting an E.T. toy <laughs> no matter what. They got to have one, obviously. And we go there and like the Toys R Us workers like, yeah, we don't have like any E.T. at all. And I was like devastated. It didn't make sense. Like in what world is there no E.T. Yeah. toys? But I was in a pre-ET toy world, and you know, I come back maybe a month, a few months later, and there's like an entire aisle of just ET shit, just like plushies, action figures, board games, whatever. It's all ET everywhere, and they went all out for it. And in my kid brain, I'm like, holy shit! I just like influenced <laughs> like Toys R Us. Like this went all the way to corporate, like to the leaders of Toys R Us himself, like Jeffrey Giraffe himself, like approved. Like we need to make sure there's ET toys <laughs> for this kid because we failed him that day. We failed him, and we will never do this again to another child. So probably was just because of the anniversary, and then the promotional stuff caught up with that, but. Mm-hmm. In my kid brain, I wasn't thinking that way. I really believed I changed the world of ET changed, merchandise. Yeah, so when you tell me you see ET merchandise still, I'm like, yeah, that was me, man. Dude, I <laughs> wanted to buy it, man. I really wanted to buy it. I wanted to buy that plushie. It's so cute. I was like, damn. <laughs> but yeah, no, ET's a fucking classic, baby. Holds it down as a classic Universal film too, so it's just yeah. I don't know, man. I will say that's that first uh, the first fly scene where you know levitates his bike in the moonlight. That oh, was yeah. a badass scene, right? I didn't yeah. really see that was really uh, cool. Anything like that, you know? Yeah, today just from something sold, I was just like, wow, that's badass. That's a good. That's mm-hmm. a good. Fucking Such an scene adventurous right film. Yeah, it's that just, made me. If man. I saw that as a kid, I would have been jumping my bike off cliffs, <laughs> rocking my you know milk crate on the front of my bike, trying to you know get some air, man. <laughs> that shit's cool. I could see why that would just blow you know kids' minds. These with days. that score too, man, John yeah. Williams. Right. This oh, might be my man. favorite John Williams track. Maybe I don't know. Dude. We'll see. They just, were playing that over and over at Universal the other day. Like that same track. It's just track. so it was good. Just like, I mean, it's it hard is. to pick a best John Williams, but that one really evokes like adventure and like, yeah, just, I don't know. But I will say there this weekend in LA, John Williams is having like a live concert. I was like, oh, oh. you guys should have gone and seen uh, 
ET Live or whatever. For real. Wasn't Experience I think ET Live. Um, I think my sister went to that actually. They were playing this one of the Star Wars things. She sent us a video of it. Oh shit. Um Oh that's cool. I don't I'm pretty sure that it just did this just happen? Yeah, this weekend. Yeah, it just happened this weekend. Yeah, she sent me a video of it. I was gonna say, I don't know. Uh John Williams did all the Star Wars soundtracks, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Like all of them. Okay. I wasn't sure if there was a difference between prequels and the originals, but uh but yeah, man went to that. Um, which I was surprised. I haven't asked her about yeah. it, yet, but she sent it to me. I was like, "Yeah, yeah." There was a bunch of people with their light. The video, it's, it's everybody has their fucking lightsaber in the air, like you know, like like a flashlight. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty pretty cool stuff though. I would be the one guy with the glowing ET finger. Hey, when I he like plays that, the dude. theme. I like that. Waving it like a lighter. <laughs> <laughs> Just a red finger. <laughs> Gotta give a middle finger to all the Star Wars fans who don't appreciate hey. E.T. Glowing you gotta middle finger. Got to represent, man. Got to represent. Um, yeah, I mean, well, Ray, who, which one do you pick? Do you pick E.T. or Star Wars? Which universe? Of course, Star Wars, Modi. bro. Oh, well. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Sorry, the same same universe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, who's cuter, e. and- Yoda or E.T.? Dude, of course, E.T. Yoda's ugly as hell, bro. Like they're both ugly. They both look cute. like fucking no, but like saggy old man. E.T.'s personality is cute. Like he's just kind of like this innocent little, you know. I did look up that scene where he, the the Halloween scene where Yoda walks by and he's yeah, like, and the comments pointed out that uh, they did sneak in Yoda's theme from uh, I don't know which original one he which oh, original I didn't know movie that. he comes in, but. The Otis theme is like just snipping it in there, and you know that's just John mm. Williams, you know, nodding, you know, to John yeah. Williams' other fucking work. Yeah, um, his own work. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> uh, it was cool because it's kind of like just this campy, like you know, uh, score that's playing, and then all of a sudden you you hear Yoda's theme play as you know he's walking by Yoda on Halloween. So yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty pretty cool. I mean, they're all in the same universe, technically, right? Because yeah, E.T. is uh, in Homo T, and then E.T. is in Star Wars, and then also... Yeah, he's like, in The Phantom Menace, right? Yeah, yeah, and Yoda's in freaking E.T. Like, I, I don't know. They're all over the place. He was like, oh, home. That's what he said when he saw, like, uh, Yoda's... The kid in the Yoda costume. So yeah, I guess, like... Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Oh, that's wow, right. Yeah, he that, was like, home, They really home. did that. <laughs> I remember I was watching. I was like, "No way!" That's why I rewatched the scene. I was like, "Was he saying fucking home right there?" Yeah, um, yeah. So wow, cool. crazy link. Of fucking worlds. crazy, dude. Crazy everything cr- is aligned, interconnected. Yep. Well, uh, star ratings for ET then. Uh, four point twenty five out of five. Dang. Yeah, I was gonna give it a four and a half, but I don't know. It's solid though. Shit, it's an eight and a half out of ten. I'm giving it a four point five. Keep the change. Can't argue that. Can't argue that. That's where I'm at. I think too. Yeah. I can see why this movie's great and why people love it. Such an '80s classic, bro. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. It's just a classic in general, to be honest. It's just a classic. It is a classic. Yeah. Well. um, I guess that wraps it up for the E.T. universe, the Homo T and the E.T. <laughs> and the Star Wars. Universe. And Star Wars. <laughs> oh, man. The Sci-fi galaxy episode, universe. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> well. So, moving on to 
whatever else we watch throughout the week. Do you guys watch anything else other than E.T. and Homo T? Jer, Rich? I'll just say, um, first thing I got to is uh, Last of Us, because they just oh, released yeah, the brother. remake. Mm-hmm. Um, probably my eighth, ninth pl- time playing this game. <laughs> um, so I didn't watch a lot of movies this week, but I will say that I did play through Last of Us again. Um, did you yeah, finish it? I did. I did. Oh, wow. You finished it? Yes, wow. I did. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't. I wasn't watching any movies, so I'm like, this is what yeah. I did. And honestly, movies are dead. Last of Us is proven. <laughs> Last of Us lives. Last of Us is a. <laughs> Last of Us has proven that movies are. Cinematic experience, though. Um, yeah, is, that's true. Way, yeah. It, it, if there's any game that really begs like the question of like, can games surpass a. Uh, Narr- like I guess an immersive connection to a narrative in a cinematic form. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last of Us is one of those games that really begs the question of that. Like it really pushes Absolutely. the envelope of immersion. You know, great writing, great performances, great score. Obviously, beautiful visuals. Visuals made even more perfect somehow with this remake. Been a lot of controversy around the idea of this remake, which I won't even humor with any comment my thoughts are pretty clear i really enjoyed replaying the last of us it's fair brother it's a beautiful game this is now becoming a game podcast we've decided films are dead we're only talking games now no in a in a world of film this is this is one game that absolutely needs to be mentioned uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well so. yeah I mean, it, this is a this is a franchise now that has gotten a lot of unnecessary hate because of controversy of the second one. But if, yeah. once upon a time, this was regarded um, as potentially the best game of all time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would not be opposed to that title. I would not hesitate to use that title to describe the game. Um, is It might not be my personal favorite ever. Like, I think it's number two. It's up there. It's like top two, but it's interchangeable, I would say. But in ter- but could I say that it is objectively the best game in terms of like combining gameplay and story and all of that? Like probably, probably. I can't really think of one that handles everything that well, like mm-hmm. it's just well-rounded. But that's just me. And um, yeah, so the first movie I watched was the... <laughs> Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that is that that's all you did then, huh? That's all you got. Well, you guys can go around, dude. What what you guys watched? All right, I'll be honest. I only watched one movie other than the films, and actually, well, I did finish the rehearsal. Uh, Kanan did mention that you know we oh, should watch shit. it. Oh yeah, yeah. And that that is a really really good show. If there's one like word to describe it, that shows its own inception. And we all know if, if you watch Nathan for, you know, or if you just have any, you know, uh, clues like, you know, Nathan Fielder is and what he, like he does mm-hmm. love inception, the actual movie. And I think he tried making his own version of that with this TV show um, <laughs> in a, in a weird twisted way in his own way. Uh, but the show is fucking great. It's, it's just more Nathan Fielder genius. He's hmm. very, very elaborate. He likes to take things extremely far. He likes to explore extreme possibilities, any possibility uh, for that matter. Uh, 
but yeah, this show is well worth it. It's about eight episodes and each episode's about like 30, 40 minutes. Uh, I know not, they're all a little different in length, but it's, it's an easy, easy binge and it's, it's hilarious the whole way through. Some episodes mm-hmm. are better than others in some situations and scenarios. Uh, I, I still think the first episode's one of the best episodes, but, uh, but no, things just, it's, it's very well done. And it's, it's a very good step for Nathan Fielder. I was kind of sad when, you know, the show ended and I wasn't sure if we were ever going to see more from him, but this mm-hmm. is a very good step in a next chapter for him. Oh, nice. I don't even know. It's crazy to think like how else he's going to top it, you know, what he's pulling off here and uh, still really cool though. Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, yeah. that's Kane that got one your, of us. Put that on hey, your fucking true. list. Yeah. I'm one. I have to watch it at this point. Yeah, if you love Nathan mm-hmm. for you and you want more of that, you're gonna get that out of this. Uh, absolutely. So, I'm excited. Hell yeah, brother. Um, Ray, you watch something? Uh, yeah. I only watched one other film. I watched Ratatouille, but that was a rewatch, and it was great as usual. I think, like you know, great script. Obviously, I think like, hmm, it's. I don't know if I would say it's like one of the best pixar films i've ever watched it's pixar right or is it just like that's pixar that's pixar yeah it's pixar yeah when pixar was still really good when they were like consistent like home run right yeah i think this one was just amazing i think it was great for sure i think like you know it's relatable all that stuff the message but um it's a classic you you believe in the message you believe anyone can cook i believe so i believe so I personally can't, but um, everyone else in the world can, yeah. That's the same message as Breaking Bad as well. So it's <laughs> literally anyone circle. can cook. <laughs> Just no matter what you cook, but yeah, I think um, it was great. Uh, that was the only movie I watched, though, um, other than ET and Home with T, of course. Uh, a lot of people say Ratatouille is their favorite. Um, I don't know if Pixar? I'm part of that crowd. Yeah, but I do appreciate it a lot. I do like the. I, I like the, uh, um, not to spoil Ratatouille, but the whole, you know, when he tries the fucking Remy's Ratatouille dish and it like takes him back to childhood. Oh, yeah. I did, I did always mm-hmm. like that. I was like, oh, that's a, that's like a sweet touch to the film. I think it's, mm-hmm. that's a good moment. I think the overall, the movie's like one of their more mature films. Yeah. Like it's almost absolutely. more aimed at like adults than kids, but mm-hmm. it can still be enjoyed by kids. And I think all Pixar movies can still be enjoyed by everybody, but. I feel like their earlier stuff, like the almost like the closer you go to their earlier works is going to be the stuff that you like more, not only because I think that's when they were really consistently just hitting things out of the park, but also that's when you were a kid and you watched those films. At least I, yeah. you know, our generation, you know, I grew up like Toy Story came out basically right when we were born. Mm-hmm. And it's, so we were there for the beginning of the Pixar craze and you know that's why movies like monsters inc or finding nemo or incredibles which might be my favorite uh they all just hit harder because you remember watching them a bunch as a kid Mm -hmm. it's like hard for me to pick a later like even ratatouille it's still part of that era but i was a bit older at that point just a bit yeah for sure yeah so i started to lose that you know childlike obsession with these films I'm mm-hmm. trying to think. Uh, I think the only one that I think around that era that I really, really enjoy is Wally, um, which I'm not sure. Oh, if there's also Wally, or after, yeah. Uh, Ratatouille, but I think that's after. Yeah, because I, I didn't really watch Ratatouille. I, I liked it. Ratatouille was fun, but it wasn't something that I 
enjoyed watching multiple times. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. I think as a child, uh, it's definitely I, like still something you enjoy though. as an adult a little bit more. Uh, I love the like intro of Wally, like that. There's no dialogue mm-hmm. for the first, like I don't know, oh, how half many hour, minutes. half hour, right? It's probably more. I think. Like to um, me, that's like some of my favorite stuff about Wally. I think once it gets to the human stuff, it's like it's interesting, but it doesn't quite grab me as much as the it does it does change the film dynamic in a way because it is you're right it's a bit of a silent film at first Mm -hmm. kind of and uh and it's it's, all visual storytelling yeah it's it's all expressive through you know all these like eyes pretty much and his his face it's the tones he makes sounds he makes so uh, yeah same thing with eve but um Mm -hmm. it, it does take a different the dynamic changes when the humans come in and you know there's actual dialogue being thrown around um but, uh, but yeah, actually, I did have like a Wally moment in ET when he kind of just picks up this plant. Oh yeah, he just uproots this plant. I was That's like, yeah, yeah, it's Wally right there. And for some reason they did, you know, Wally and ET. I guess are very similar in a way. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. they are very. Um, I think they have the same very kind pure, of curiosity. Innocent, yeah, pure yeah, curious characters. Their yeah. names are both acronyms. True this, true this. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. Yeah. What does Wally stand for? Waste allocation load it's, it's long, yeah. load local lo- loader. Uh and then Earth is what the E stands for. Yeah. Something mm. like that. Um Yeah. Right on. Well, the Great next movie. thing I watched was um the video game Stray. I played that. <laughs> yeah. video, another video. <laughs> Gosh damn you, it. Changing. Did you beat that? I did beat Stray. Yeah, that's a shorter game. It's a shorter game. It's but it's really good. Um, And actually, a surprisingly great double feature with The Last of Us. Definitely some Last of Us inspiration and the gameplay and the world and kind of telling the story of the world through Mm -hmm. just the environment, the character, the people around it and the little details everywhere. It's kind of like a cyberpunk world. It's known as the cat game. Everybody's been seeing. Yeah videos of this cat game um although this is definitely a kitty not a cat so i call it the kitty game i mean it's it's not a kitten but it's a kitty there's a difference um so this one is definitely get it is it just not a full-grown cat is that what you're saying it just has the feeling of a kitty like it's cute it's a kitty you know it's kitty game not cat game cat is so (laughs) like there's no um you know endearment there i was so lost what were you going where were you getting at? <laughs> I, I get it i get it's, it yeah. you know i respect it um yeah no I, I really enjoyed stray also a very cinematic game so you know i mean like still within the realm of movies and cinema but i'm just you know you know what it is the weather's cooling down over here just a bit as we're mm-hmm. moving into fall and I feel like when the weather gets colder, it's gamer season. That's when all I just transform and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is where I, I get into gamer mode. Um, could I'm be not that. surprised, actually, that you beat The Last of Us in, what, two days? No, it was like, yeah. I mean, it was actually, no, four days if you count, because it was like, came out Thursday. I played a little bit there, then a little bit Friday. And a little bit Saturday and then on Sunday, you know, kind of in chunks. So oh, wow. you pretty much played every season a day. Uh, Basically. Yeah. And, oh, wow, uh, yeah. Yeah. Last was fucking, it's so fucking good, man. 
so fucking good. I really want to replay part two now. It's just like recontextualized a lot of shit for me. And I think on a replay of part two, like that one can really go up for me. Bump, you, uh, bump it up. It's already a five, but I don't know. Maybe it'll be a six. Like last. Did you replay it on grounded? Did you give it the fuck grounded? No. no. <laughs> fuck no. I would have still. I wouldn't have beat it by now. There's no way. I was gonna say I wasn't. I, I was know. playing if, it on if harder. If you did, I would have been like, man, you know that game extremely well. I know you already know that game well, but to play it on grounded and to beat it in that time, if that you know was what had happened. I would have been like, damn it. You, you know, that fucking game inside and out. I'm definitely a super fan. That's why this like release is really special. Cause it's like a lot of the details that they, the little things that they've changed and improved. Like I notice cause I'm like, that's different. That's different. This looks, that's a better, a lot of things are better. Um, but I will say like for anybody who has been on the fence, you know, regarding it's full priced and it's an older game and it's just a remaster. And do you buy it? Do you know buy it? My advice is if you have to ask yourself if you should buy it, the answer is no. That is my advice. If you are a fan and you even you see the price, you might not even be like, yeah, I wish it was cheaper. But, you know, in your heart, like you're just like you have to go back for this game. You got to mm-hmm. experience it that that's what this game is for. Or you've just never played it at all. Then I recommend this version, but, um, but yeah, if you have to ask yourself, if you're on the fence, I'll just say probably not. Don't do it. Just wait for, you know, sale or something. But that's just me being honest. Cause I feel like it really is kind of aimed for the fans. Um, but yeah. Uh, so stray and last of us was a, was my double feature. <laughs> this week. Hell yeah. Nice. Nice. What about you, Rich? I only watched one other movie and I'm not sure when I watched it. I know I watched it to go to sleep and it's always funny when I watch movies to go to sleep and I just end up watching the whole thing, but I watched the incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this movie's bound to put me to sleep. Oh man. That is one of those movies. I just saw a lot too. When it came out at the time, you got excited for the Norton Hulk universe that was going to be expanded (laughs) and it just never happened. Yeah. It just, it's impressive though to see, or not impressive i guess like when you know what disney is now and how they make those movies all their superhero films it's it's this movie was just so much more grittier and there was so much unfriendly family funness Mm -hmm. Uh, it wasn't for families it was very adult uh fixed so yeah it is it's, it's not even a great movie it has a good villain but you know the villain's kind of ruthless it's not one of those can't be happy endings there's no like just crammed humor in there that's just for stupid laughs it's nice and it's refreshing when like superhero movies used to just be like straight up superhero movies not this crazy extended overlapping wild uh convoluted complicated narrative with just a bunch of other characters involved um yeah. I wonder if Ed Norton like had any control over why it is so much more like serious in tone than the other Marvel movies. But I also feel like because of that, it's like kind of boring in some aspects. But I, I don't yeah. think I don't think that the Marvel MCU formula would be better necessarily. But I do think that there is something kind of stale about that film that really it's not. Yeah, it it's back. not the most exciting film, but uh Mm-hmm. As far as uh, it's not even an origin film, but the first uh, Hulk with Eric Bana, uh, that's more of like a origin film. But that was before MCU uh, 
ideas came in, but it's yeah. just, it's part of the Hulk legacy. Like you, you, the Hulk movie comes out, everybody shits on it. And then 10 years pass and everyone's like, actually that was a masterpiece. Same thing's happening with this one now. Uh, so it's definitely not a masterpiece. You kind of just look forward to the action. But people start to grow fond of the things that get but hated. You know? I, I will say though that uh, yeah, this movie is still the CGI is really impressive in this. Actually, there's a good amount of detail because they've actually put time and effort, and you know, budget uh, wasn't really an issue for them. But you know, the money was there, and the time was there too. It wasn't anything rushed. It wasn't on some fucking uh, phased for time schedule where they had to release this movie by this date so they could line up the next one. This movie was released on its own and you could still see the CGI holds up pretty well. Um, was there post credits? Did they have is. like a, yeah, the Hulk they, they, will return in the Avengers? No, but there's just like, Oh, I know that character. That was, it's, it's one of the first post credit things where, uh, Sam Robert Jackson shows up. No, it's Robert Downey Jr. He's like, I'm Robert Downey Jr. I'm performing a team. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. I'm hey, the Liner, Playboy, Lanthus, <laughs> Hulk, <laughs> Iron Man. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. It's not bad. It's just nice to see that. Yeah, this is what, like, yeah, this, you know, move. Even superhero films at the time, they took their time. They weren't rushed out. They were, you know, they were handled better. Superhero movies now are pretty fucking long. Like that's the problem I have is they are too long. Well, even still, you know, the, the CGI on most of these films are just so lacking. You could just yeah. see the, the, the rushed, uh, work. Yeah. Especially people like lately put into for it. sure. And it's, it's not those people's fault. It's just that they're, again, there's, there's a huge MCU timeline that they're trying to adhere to. And they want these movies out, you know, come like summer they want the next summer blockbuster or the next you know christmas movie or something that come out in december i don't know they're just pushing them out too fast it's the assembly line so uh essentially you just you don't see that with this film that you could tell that you know even though the movie is a little boring you could tell the script is its own thing it's there's no like reshoots or anything involved in it there's there was nothing like that um it was just it was handled well for what the movie is on its own uh, you said the effects in it were good, but I, I always had an issue with the when Ed Norton like shoots himself in the mouth to get rid of the Hulk, and like that's the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what are you talking? You, you don't agree? Okay, I'm I just don't saying, agree, bro. I don't agree. You don't know what I'm talking about at all. Your Fight Club Norton <laughs> crossover. <laughs> uh, yeah, even uh, what is it? Uh, what's his name? Tim Roth. Tomas is a good villain. It's, it's you know, I, I feel like this was also a time when, uh, you know, great actors took even like superhero movies kind of serious, and they wanted to explore that. It wasn't he just becomes, a paycheck to them. Uh, the abominable, the abomination. The, the what abominable is snowman. <laughs> You're in the Himalayas. They should have <laughs> called him Mister Orange because that's like the color of his guy, and that's also his. Reservoir Dog's name. Well, it's funny that in in the movie, uh, if you remember it at all, uh, Bruce Banner is kind of on the run, so he he works uh, he works with a professor on like an online chat that's on a private server, and it, you know is their uh, what is it their their online name is Mister Green, the scientist's name is Mister Blue, and 
I'm definitely thinking that. You know, what? No yeah, way. That's, that's serious. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah. I mean, I forgot about that. Because they don't actually disclose who they are. The Reservoir Dogs universe is the same as the Hulk universe. Exactly, brother. Exactly. (laughs) And don't they even say in Reservoir Dogs, like, he's like, the dude, Tim Ross says this, the thing. He looks like the thing. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) And then he, Tim Ross character, Mr. Orange is like a huge comic book nerd. He has like posters of the Hulk and shit in his room. Yeah. That's fucked, dude. Oh, wow. This is getting nuts. Yeah. This is the deep cut stuff, you know, we love to discover by talking about <laughs> just really old filled Marvel shit. films. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the film's kind of shitty, but yeah, I, I did grow up with this film a little bit, so I enjoy it more than most, probably. Um, yeah. Well, I think I, I don't even know what I gave it. Let's see. On the spot, what does your heart tell you right now? On the now? spot without looking? it's like a six and a half or a seven maybe okay (laughs) stop fucking with the six out of tens because like you just gave this a six out of six and a half out of five math man by dividing my score you've been using letterbox just use letterbox (laughs) i'll give it a i'll give it a three and a half i'll give it a three and a half that's fucking high dude i guess but i don't know i guess ed norton i like him (laughs) <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Wow. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Producers and directors don't like him. And that's why we haven't seen him in anything. And you know what? I know yeah. that movie isn't deserving of that that three and a half. What do you give what do you give Spider Man <laughs> three then? Spider Man three is still a four. I mean to work in three villains well, I just and reject actually your do it. Hypothesis. What do you give Spider Man three? That's a three and a half. Because well, it's like actually okay. got some shitty things about it, but it's actually still very entertaining. It does. But if you think about, you know, what the movie was working with, they had to make three villains and do them well. I thought for having that movie should not have had three villains, let alone two, but they still did it really well. Those villains, except for maybe Topher, Topher Grace, you know, that's probably like the only lacking villain, but I thought uncle Ben's villain was, or sorry, Sandman, uh, making him like uncle Ben's murder. I thought that was pretty well done tying back to like the original uh, Spider-Man, the first one. And then it seems a little James, contrived, but it's like, I get a it. little bit, but I still thought like you didn't like really question. You're just like, all right, like this is the narrative. This is what we're going with. It's it wasn't anything. I don't know. I didn't think it damaged the film in a, in a way. If anything, I still thought the fucking Harry Osborne crying about his dad. It's like, that was a little bit too much. That was a I thought that for me. final fight was ruined when like Spider-Man's getting his ass kicked and then they just hear <laughs> the sloth shows up from the Goonies and it's just know. like I'm fucking biased for Spider-Man 3 because I, I love the original trilogy. So I still enjoy those quite a bit. So I'll give that even with all its, you know, memes that have come after. Uh, I still enjoy it a ton. So it's a four to me. This is your review. You know, my favorite thing about the movie is like it feels oh like a God. Like That's a your movie. review, brother. <laughs> I don't know, man. You got to have your guilty pleasures. So I mean, I do. I that really isn't guilty Spider-Man pleasure. Spider-Man 3 isn't that great, but you know what? I fucking like it a lot. I can't give it a four. That's... I don't know. It's not a four. It's like a, it's like a three and a half as being generous. <laughs> 
Just like when when you say that, you're only giving it a four because you know you shouldn't be giving the Hulk, a, the Incredible Hulk, a, a three and a half. Let's see if I have it reviewed right fucking now. Um, let me see. Hold on, Spider Man three. You, you don't. I know Spider-Man. you don't. Why would you say that? Because I just know. I do not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, you'll be happy. Well, I'm not going to give Spider-Man 3 the same rating as the Incredible Hulk. Well, then you need to bring the Hulk down. (laughs) Uh, I already already said it's like a three to three and a half. Uh, I'll be damned if I throw in a fucking quarter. (laughs) Well, not today. Whatever. This is going to come back to bite you. Just yeah, it will. This, it will. this three and, and a half is, is not going to. It's going to haunt you someday. <laughs> uh, I always, lo- I always don't like to say because I know I'm harsh on it, but you know, for some reason, uh, I just know this film really well. Like I could quote, I could quote The Incredible Hulk to you. That's how many times I've watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Why do you one. have this? <laughs> such an Whoa. I don't know. It's just, I watched this movie when it came out in theaters. Like we watched a lot. Like, so did I, I. we love this movie. It's one of the worst like, days my family, of my life. <laughs> my family loved this movie for some reason. We didn't love it, but we watched it a shit ton. We have, I, have, I think I have this movie on DVD. I'm pretty sure. Like, Incredible Hulk. A like, good amount. Culture. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't care about the Hulk, but I was just like, no, it's a good, it's a good fucking superhero. So were you pretty sad to see Ruffalo replace Norton? I mean, yeah, at the time, like, I was just like, I, that guy's no Ed Norton. That guy's fucking hamming it up over there. Um, yeah. I don't know. We all can't know say Ruffalo is the best Hulk. Certainly can't. No. Well, yeah. you'll be happy to know that I did uh, watch a film, not just play games. I did watch another film. Not I finally video watched. game cutscenes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, this one is an actual what we, what you would call movie. Um, <laughs> a movie? And that's actually a, why I like this movie, because it just it's feels like a movie, basically, is what I'm trying to say. It's called The Tree of Life, uh, 2011 by Terrence Malick, starring Brad Pitt and uh, Sean Penn and Jessica Chastain. Uh, well, this movie is... I'm, oh, so for one, I've seen a couple of Terrence Malick movies. I'm not super crazy about him. Like, I think his movies are beautiful, but I feel like his the like stories he tells are far too quaint and quiet and not that interesting, mm. especially in comparison to the grandiosity of like the imagery in his films. It feels like the story is often at odds with that. And I felt that a lot with Badlands, like it's a beautiful movie. I've wanted to like it more, but there was something too dry about the characters and the story. And it's a great premise, like couples in love, like it's a runaway murder couple, like a Bonnie and Clyde type in the South. Um, it's just played way too dry for me. And then I did really like um, Days of Heaven. But again, same issue. Like, I think the plot there is interesting, but it's not as interesting as the way the movie looks. Um, Like a movie like that could use an even better story. But I don't know. That's just my opinion. And then Mm -hmm. this one is like really experimental. I would compare it to like 2001 in some cases. 
Mm, interesting. I said it all, It kind of reminded me of Koyana Scotsy and uh, Twin Peaks, The Return, Episode 8 specifically. Um, iconic episode that this definitely feels reminiscent of. And, and a little bit of Disney's Dinosaur, if you ever remember that movie. That, no, that computer animated movie. You don't know <laughs> no. about this? Look it up. Dinosaur. No, I know what it is, but I've never I've never seen it. Like Oh, you never seen it. I saw that no. in theaters. That movie's oh. a fever dream. It's like <laughs> Yeah, because like at the time those graphics were cutting edge, you know, and now they just look kind right, of bad. Right. Like it's real environments with CGI dinosaurs, but like CGI from mm-hmm. that time. Like I think mm-hmm. when did dinosaur come out? I have to check uh 2000 so right then 2000 um yeah the the effects weren't amazing and honestly the effects of the dinosaurs in this weren't amazing um but it's a good movie i did really enjoy again the visuals like all that stuff amazing i think i enjoyed the experience of watching it but i feel like a lot of the emotional stuff didn't always hit with me it feels like malik is like very He's always trying to force mm-hmm. certain emotions and it feels like he has a very like thin, narrow, like, I don't know, grasp on whatever he's trying to convey. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always land for me, but I can appreciate it if it does for others. Like I definitely can appreciate if it, if you connect it with one of these movies, I get it. I just wish I could deeper, mm-hmm. but I still really enjoyed the overall experience it wasn't like a five territory, which is like a pretty common rating for this. I gave it a four and a half. So not too far off. Okay. But I would say it's a light four and a half. But I have to give it because I just know it's better than a four. Like I really did enjoy some of the more experimental sequences in the film. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's sort of like 2001. You know, the, the last third of that movie like makes up mm. a lot of what you walk away with. And yeah, the movie. This one is similar for sure. Um, I watched it before. Um, oh, you've seen Tree of Life. Yeah. And uh, film class, but I, I don't remember much of it, to be honest. Um, it's been years, but I would I definitely do want to rewatch it for sure. What did you what would you give it for memory? Dude, honestly, I don't even remember like a four. I just I just I know this it was great for what it is. North America, who are you? <laughs> I don't even know why that would even make sense that like soundboard <laughs> but that's essential yeah, though we need that it soundboard. is yeah we we need that guy like i don't even oh man who are you back. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's scary man that guy's like et in human form so wait you saw that's... this in film school yes uh, and i'm an nyu film ago. school graduate exactly Sucker. CSUN film graduate bro let's get it um yeah it was it was great it was just uh, i mean it's like like you said it it it's a lot you know i think like it's not something that i feel like i could watch once for sure i would probably have to research some stuff like during that time i probably did research like a lot of what it meant <laughs> How are the performances in it? Uh, it's I'm, great. It's pretty stacked sure cast too. Yeah, they're good. I I think like honestly the whole time though, it's Brad Pitt and he has the same haircut and the same underbite 
and the yeah. same voice as Aldo Rain from Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. And he plays kind of like this abusive father. Yeah, father. Know, like, yeah. But I'm, the yeah. whole time I'm just thinking this is Aldo Rain. Like, universe. and it takes his parts take place in the 50s. So it's not too mm-hmm. far off from yeah the Glorious Bastards 40s. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's not a bad thing. I love Aldo. PTSD father. <sighs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> son, I used to kill Nazis. <laughs> Honestly, Brad Pitt's my favorite Brad Pitt performances are the ones with his like Southern drawl, like Jesse mm. James and mm. Aldo Rain. I mean, those aren't like my top two or anything, but they're up there. Um, Cliff Booth is one of them, but that's not yeah. Southern. Um, But yeah, I did like it a lot. I did like it quite a bit. It's just one of those things where I felt like I kind of weaved in and out of like the, my presence with the film. Yeah. Which wasn't a bad thing. Cause I feel like it's kind of one of those movies that like, you're not supposed to know everything that's going on. It's very like experiential. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, ultimately, you know, my favorite thing about the movie is that <laughs> it's exactly it. Yeah. You can walk away with that film with that review. Seriously. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's all for me. What about you, Ray? Did you watch Same. anything else? No, just Ratatouille. Um, I think I rewatched Karate Kid, but it was like a background movie. So, and I've rewatched, I mean, I've watched that movie as much as I, not, not as much as Back to the Future, because Back to the Future I've watched tons of times. I would say Karate Kid is like just right under there. Another 80s Karate flick. Kid is still a Valley classic though. Hell yeah, it And is. I'm going to go on Hell record yeah, right now is. because I got some buddies that listen to this. What? Cobra Kai sucks. Yeah, fuck Cobra <laughs> Kai, dog. Let's go. Fucking <laughs> hero. No, no, Yagi. No. Uh, I don't want Yagi Dojo, no. bro. But I, I just don't... I don't love that show. I thought it started out really good. Yeah, uh, it did. The first did. season was actually very funny. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, with Johnny Lawrence's character. Uh, it's really well done, kind of just showing how he turned out and how down on his luck he was. Kind of yeah. still being the same character that he was anything worse as an adult you know decades later but i don't know that show just kind of fell off for me i did enjoy it at first but i think it got a little carried away but um i don't think as, i even passed the first season as far as karate kid though um uh, classic fucking, fucking classic man i still just don't date girls in encino because i'm just a kid from Reseda, and that's not what oh my god that's bro how, that's not how things work man. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a perfect 80s movie too man it's that set is- in the valley it's about karate and it's just about like high school, trying to get the girl that you love. So it's great. Yeah, and all you gotta movie. do is beat your karate bully's ass. Yeah, a, you gotta in kill a him. Tournament. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and another Valley film, just just beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, Ray, I remember you said you felt betrayed as an Asian uh, by the actor who plays Mr. Miyagi, his real voice. He doesn't Low sound key, like though? how he talks in the film at all. Isn't it? No, like, he's not right. even, he's Hawaiian, which I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that Asian? Is he? Sorry. I, no, I thought he was, is he? No, it's I don't not, think he's actually, no, his last name is um Pat. What is it? It's like a Japanese name. Yeah. It's, but, it's not, Um, he's maybe from Hawaii, but like, he's definitely like his ethnicity um, is um Japanese. I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, he's sure. a Japanese American actor. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that like, yeah, I think like, you know, he was an Asian guy that was obviously just American, Asian American, that was, you know, told to portray kind of like a very <laughs> stereotypical, fobbish Japanese man, you know? So I, I don't know. I guess like for the time, it, it isn't 
you know, it's not something that you kind of like, you know, oh, it's kind of weird. But like, I think about it now, it's a little weird, but like, you know, it's the 80s, it's Karate Kid, it's a little bit more. So do you like him with the voice or would you rather him talk uh, like, a, like a like a more Americanized? That's so hard. <laughs> Because well, he's supposed it's, to have the voice because he's from yeah Japan. exactly like in the movie he's, right you know, right he's a Japanese yeah. soldier you know that's like yeah. his history he he moved to America like you know I think I the guess a long time is, ago but that's his accent he has a Japanese yeah. accent he's from Japan like, whereas like, I don't think life, it's authentic to it though like it's definitely like kind of like a forced Japanese like you know what I mean it's like an '80s ass Japanese man right. like it's just like that was okay. just yeah. that was just everybody <laughs> of a Japanese accent yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I see like what kind you're of saying. weird. Um, yeah, it's not natural in any way, shape, or form. Like it doesn't sound natural, so it's just like, what is it? I mean, but at least it was a Japanese guy playing a Japanese character. So I, I don't know where that. I always thought he was. The joke was that he's not even Japanese. He's Hawaiian. I always thought. Oh really? Uh, I don't know why I remember that. I don't know why I have that in my mind, but guess what I learned today? Yeah, I mean, Mr. Miyagi you know, is actually Japanese. Mm-hmm. it's back from the 80s so i mean you can't really pick at it and it's also a japanese guy playing japanese yeah. characters so stereotypical but you can still, but, yeah, you can still go to right. uh where, where's where's his apartment i think it's on i think it's on like uh, sherman way and woodley it's is it uh or it might be i'm pretty sure it is it's either sherman way or Renown. i just uh, passed it the other like literally two days ago yeah i just i forget what that what those streets are though isn't it on tampa actually no it's on tampa I'm pretty sure it's on Tampa, yeah. I always thought it was closer to Van Nuys. Yeah, interesting. But uh, yeah, now we're just geeking out on film locations. South it is, it is on you know, my favorite thing about the movie <laughs> Tampa is and what, though? Tampa and Satakoy. Ah, I was right, bro. Dang. You dirty deputy dog, you. Hey, I'm a real Karate Kid fan. Damn, real 80s Owen, fan right here. I'm 0-2 on Karate Kid. Let's go. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I'm the real Karate Kid fan. That's right. Uh, um, uh, yeah, well, I think that wraps up all our movies then, huh? Yeah? Uh, I think so. I think. Right. I'll see you at the tournament. Yeah, I'll kick your ass. Karate Kid knowledge. <laughs> I'm getting my yeah. ass beat in. All Valley Tournament, baby. <laughs> Yeah, you and me in the finals. All our films then, huh? Yeah, I think so. All right, guys. That'll do it for this week. Don't forget, you guys can follow us at Letterboxd. My name is Raymond. You can follow me at R-A-Y-A-M-P-A-R-O. And my name is Jeremy. And you can follow me at Space Cowboy. S-P-A-C-E-D-C-O-W-B-O-Y. Who are you? And my name is Richard. You can follow me at, uh, at Letterboxd at Dick Visco, D-I-C-K-V-I-S-C-O. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>